Everyone, thank you for coming. I would love to dedicate this year for the refuah name of my uncle, Shmuel ben Chaya Kain, as well as to our dear friend Stephen Esses, Shlomo David ben Pnina, Mitzat Shrach Mishamayim. My learning should bring down a lot of shefa bracha to their lives. So today's shir may be a little bit different than the first two that we had. Because, well, A, because Bina's not here. That definitely is different. But um, B is that very much guided towards Rosh Hashanah right now. Um, because we're not going to have a chance to meet again until after Yantif, after Rosh Hashanah. And I wanted to specifically focus on Rav Cook's relationship to the shofar. Specifically, to he was he was in his earlier years the Baal Tokea. Actually, uh, Miriam Milstein and I are actually going to sit down to go over Kavanas this year during Tkias. You know, back in the day when the shtetl, you couldn't even if you knew had a blue chauffeur, it had nothing to do with if you were going to get the gig. You had to sit, you had to go before the tzaddik. I'm just saying, Yossi and I are going to learn together about Tkias. You had to go before the tzaddik, and then he would, you know. You would see, like, where, where's your head at during Tekiyas? Because the bottom line is, is that Rosh Hashanah, the mitzvah sayom, b'shofar. Like, all the other things are nice things about, about Rosh Hashanah. But at the end of the day, what makes Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah is hearing the Tekiyot. That's what makes Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah. So that's why there's such a chashivut, such an importance on making sure that people were, knew where they were at regarding Tekiyas and regarding Kavanah. There's a very famous story, I believe it's, I believe it's like Berdechever, but like every good Hasidic tale, it always becomes in the name of a few other tzaddikim <laughs> every few years, but I think this was Rebbe Berdechever, that when he had a, a very famed Baal Tokea come before him, and Rebbe was asking him, what are your Kavanas when you blow shofar? So this guy said, my Kavanas are, you know, the 70 different Kavanas of the Arizal, and also the Baal Shem Tov's, uh, you know, kavanas of the mikvah, why you, all these different kavanas, like in and out, in and out. So, so everybody talks to Hashkoyach, amazing. The next guy comes in, he says, Tell me, what, what's your kavanah this year that's blowing on the shofar? He says, my kavanah's this year? I have, I have my precious only daughter that's getting married. And I, I want to, mamish make a, a wedding for her that she deserves. And I'm broke, she's broke. I'm asking the Ebonishtayim, please let me give my daughter the cover that's worthy for her. And obviously, you know, if I told you that the Rabbi Yitzhak took the first guy, it'd be a horrible end to a Hasidic tale, but obviously he took the second guy. So there's some, come in. Yeah, come, perfect timing, come. We're just starting. So, so you see there's something so crucial about the way that we relate to Kiyot Shofar. Okay, Hi. We had to find your place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, there's two comfortable chairs here. If you. Uh, what I would so what we're going to be doing today before we see the text inside that's in front of us, I want to read for you. This is a beautiful sefer called Mo'adei Haraya, which is um, this is Rav Kukmanish later in life. This is towards the end of his life. This picture. And it's uh, someone that put together all different story, uh, stories and different Torahs regarding each of the holidays and the way Rav Cook, the way Rav Cook related to them. And somehow, when you, when you, um, here's the last two. Are there any more chairs in here? Yeah. Ilana, you have? Okay. I think, like for me, for me at least, when you learn about 
when you learn the Torah of the Tzaddik, but then you hear stories about the Tzaddik as well, somehow something of his words seep in much deeper to you, because the story really, it really reveals how it wasn't just theoretical by certain people. It's really, it was really lemaisa, lemaisa. So I saw here a story from Rav Kook that I wanted to share with you before we see the actual words inside, where it says like this, Rav Kook used to be the one that was, was the chauffeur blower. But later in life, as he was getting older, it became difficult for him, and he would always be the, he'd only be the makri, the one that would say, tkiya, shmarin, trua. I think by us it's a, uh, I think Rib Moshe doesn't, Rib Moshe Rothschild doesn't by us. Before Tkiyas, he would tovel in a mikvah. By the Chassidim are very big on that. So the mikvah is by the shul always before Tkiyas, shofar, everyone goes in. Now he says, you know, there's Pesukim before you do Tkiyas, shofar. He says, Eta Pasuk Min HaMetzar, from the narrowness I call out to you. Haya Kore Behitrakshut Shel Shivron Lev. He would call out with heartbreaking emotions. And then a few psukim later, there's another pasuk that says, Sas anochi al imrasecha. With sas comes from the word sason, simcha. Sas anochi al imratecha haya kore besimcha rabba. That he would then tune into this elevated state of, of simcha, and he would say it with such simcha. Vayazem mufla, it was wondrous. They write here, lirot, ketzad hifnim haritziniyut, how he would bimafnim, he would internalize the seriousness, shecherdat hadin nesucha alehem, that they're standing before judgment, which is what Rosh Hashanah is, matchilot pitom linhor be'atzilut ve'ainayim mehirot benihiro ilah. And then what would be amazing to be, to see, is that in one moment Rav Kook would say the pasuk min ha'meitzar karatika, and he would be trembling and then a few psukim later, Sas Anochi Alim Ratecha Shalal Rav. How he was able, at the same time, to be in such a state of awe, but because he lived with each pasuk Ba'asher Husham at the moment of it, he was able to be completely aware and conscious of what was going on on the other pasuk. Sas Anochi Alim Ratecha. My heart, I'm so divinely happy for every word that you say. Shalal Rav, like someone that just found a huge portion of uh, Shalal. How do you say Shalal in English? Does anyone know? You're like a treasure chest, yeah. You know, we read, we read Slichas, and, and because we know it's called Slichas, so we think that like, maybe the whole concept is to look like this and look serious and everything, but when you look at the certain words, if you're living with the words, with what you're actually saying, and that's what guides your emotions... It's a labriyut. That's an incredible, incredible thing to be living with each pasuk. You know, this reminds me of that. This month, this whole month of Elul, is obviously you know it's the third time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to to Har Sinai to receive the second luchos. When did he go up? Rosh Chodesh Elul. When did he receive the second luchos, which is the Torah that we have today, Yom Kippur? But when he goes up, it was Rosh Chodesh Elul. In the Torah, what parsha does it come out to? I believe it comes out to Parshat. Mishpatim. At the end of Parshat Mishpatim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu the following five words, Ale Elai Hahara Veheyasham. Come up to me, to the mountain. But then he says two additional words, Veheyasham, and be there. So the Mepharshim are trying to understand. 
Doesn't that seem repetitive? He just said to him, Ale Eliara. What is this Indian of Veheyesham and be there? Have any of you heard of John Kabat-Zinn? You've heard of him. Probably not expecting to hear his name around the Rav Kukshir, right? <laughs> John Kabat-Zinn is the mastermind behind the whole movement called mindfulness. Like, and everyone, whenever anyone wants to sound a little bit deep in America today, they use that word, right? Oh, oh you t- educate, right? Yeah. Mindfulness, yeah. eating, yeah. parenting, yeah. every. What's that? Last ten, it's the biggest where anyone says, "Oh, you're into, you're, you're in mindfulness," as if like, you know, it's like, <laughs> legamre. Yeah. Well, he's actually a yid. He's born a yid. He's a very special, special guy. He's been a great. I've been. I've learned so much from him in the last uh, like eight years. About he has a whole school for stress reduction. He's really an incredible person. And the whole concept of mindfulness is really what, if those of you familiar with Ramdas, we tried to bring out in the 60s and 70s with the concept of be here now. Elul, this time we have so much fear of what's going to be about getting through, and I'm as if I could say this in front of a bunch of women that are preparing seudot, I feel, I feel very, uh, you know, fake, I could say. But there's this concept of ale ahara, okay, show up to Elul, but there's two more words, veheyesham and be there, and be there. This happens, though, this concept of ale elai ahara veheyesham happens at every given mitzvah. You can go to shul, you can do the right thing. Ale elai ahara, you showed up. Veheyesham? What about veheyesham? What about and be there? So when we read about Rav Kook, that as he's reading the psukim, that the one pasuk that speaks about mina meitzar karatika, I called out to you from the narrowness, from the broken place, He's, he's trembling before Yom Adin. Trembling. Because that's what the Pasuk is saying. He's Veheyesham. He's absolutely mindful, present, and conscious of every Pasuk that he's saying, as if this is what's happening right now in his life. Two Pasukim later, Sas Anochi Alim Ratecha. I am completely, divinely happy over every word that you said. And he said it with such simcha. A footnote here says that the Gura also, during Tkiyas Shofar, was extremely elated and happy as well, and it's probably due to the same nature of drawing out what the Pasuk actually says, as opposed to what you think you're supposed to be feeling. And that's a big danger. This is really, we're kind of doing a detour, but a big danger of Rosh Hashanah and of Yom Kippur, specifically Yom Kippur, is that you work so hard on trying to feel what you're supposed to be feeling or what's dictated to you from I don't know what that should be the way that you approach and act and feel Ale Ahara means you're a Yid you go into the Kodesh you go, into, you go up to the mountain of Torah you show up at the Torah mitzvahs but Veheyesham those other two words are your Bechira Chovshis of how open you are to be present in the moment Rav Kook was the most on the Mitzad Echad he was the most open person because he was completely in tune with the fact that every single moment is hitchatshut, is newness. And I think someone that's so in tune with newness is also has, is someone that obviously is going to write all his books and with the name of Orot, that it's all about light, when you're in tune with hitchatshut. And on the other hand, Rav Kook was so rooted in tradition, in what was. And that's really our balance in life, is how to make sure that we're so rooted in what was, 
and at the same time being open to the emotions that are happening right now in the moment. And Rav Kook was the combination of both. But truly, all the great tzaddikim are very much in tune with what was and very much in tune with what's happening right now. Now when it comes to the shofar blowing, the shofar blowing is such an amazing thing about going back to the roots of the past and going back and going forward into the calling of shofar Shal Mashiach. The Mashiach will be coming and ushered in through trumpets, right? Now what's the root of the shofar in our tradition? Does anyone know? Akedas Yitzchak. What happens at Akedas Yitzchak and what's the relevance to the shofar there? I'm sorry? Yitzchak did not get shechted. Okay, Yitzchak doesn't get shechted is the story, but what is, why, da, why do you think Dafka the Shofar shows up there at Akedas Yitzchak? And why, are we, and why is that so much about mitzvah Sayyam of Rosh Hashanah? Like what's, the, what's the connection between the two? What do you think? It's the epitome of fear and love. Yiras and Nechal Hashem. No? How? How so? Because he's, they both feared for what could have been, what would be. Um, but at the moment, they decided to have a havas Hashem and just do. Which is, which is, which is you feel is the as the best combination to enter the year. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm, turning I'm sorry. I get nervous when I speak, so I don't know if I'm turning all red. But. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do. It's just the front that I look calm. But. Okay. So yeah, beard. I mean, but the beard hides the <laughs> blushing. <Yes. laughs> Not completely. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and, and that's what happens in Rosh Hashanah. You say that's the way to enter the new well, year. That's also what Rav Cook was saying that he, he, had, he right. had fear, and then in the moment he had love. And only when you're in the moment can you have love, because fear is something that is from the moment prior to the moment in the future. Interesting. So that's in so world. interesting what you're saying. Yeah. That's so deep. Wait, wait a second. That's so deep what you're saying right now. Fear, say that again, please. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on. No, that's very, very deep what you're saying. This is new, this public speaking here. My heart is racing. Um, so we could sing a nigun. I could pull out the guitar. We could sing a nigun. <laughs> um, <so, laughs> no, fear, fear is the moment before and the moment after. But it's not the moment the itself. Moment, the moment itself is only love. The two of us, because that's acceptance. And that's exactly... Bittu. Yeah. It's bittu. That's, that's mevatling yourself. <laughs> no, it's very, very strong. Yeah, Jessica? That is it. That is it. But what, what, what if I told you that Emuna is actually how much you love Hashem? Right, the Emuna is the love. That's but Emuna is usually, we, we, can, we, we tie it more into, somehow, into the Yira, yeah, into the Pachad of the day. Of a geula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at the last minute when you think you're done. Nachon. 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 That's that's. that's you, there's, there's all like, just when you think, fresh yeah. Fresh right. Shofar comes from shipruma seichem. Fix your ways now. There's something. Listen. This is an amazing, amazing in the format of what the shof in the psukim of describing the tkiyas shofar. The sh- this first pasuk really describes what the shofar is. In an incredible drasha, I think it was from 1960, 1963, Rabbi Shlomo's, yeah. 1963, in the Karlebach Shul in New York, Rabbi Shlomo Karlebach's father was still alive, Rabbi Naftali, 
think he passed away in 1966. And he said the following Torah, which is so true, it's so endless. It says like this, the Pasuk says, Min karasika anani Now in, in translation, what does that mean? Min means from the narrowness, from that brokenness. I scream out to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's really what you, like you're saying. Like with Akedas Yitzchak was the anani bamerchav. You answered me with such a merchav and you spared my son's life. You spared it. I mean, that's what the shofar is, he says. Look at the shape of the shofar. I went right there. Look at the shape of the shofar. The shofar is... You can, you can, you can, you can pull that out for a second. Uh, in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. So, did you, didn't hear, did you hear a shofar today? Huh? No, she's not sleeping. I could actually blow it this time. I'm saying... The, you see what he says? Min mm-hmm. This is the Metzar. The entrance of the air of the cry to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Min HaMetzar Karasika. And the answer is what? Anani Bamerchavka. And then it becomes... Th- this is what the shofar, the shofar, the shape of it, describes what, what we go through. It's an, it's an amazing concept. So like... Open up for me the machat. Exactly. Like what? What do we have to do? It's just like a, it's like a nacham like, I know it's so hard, but all you have to do is this much. Um, Mamish, yeah. it's true. Because because imagine what I, what would I, what imagine if it was like if both sides, well the opposite is scary as, as yeah. But but imagine okay. But imagine for a second that it's not both sides. Imagine uh, uh, meaning if it was opposite. Imagine that both sides had to be like this, like the Merchav. None of us would, none of us would be able to ever cry out to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why? Because I would think that in order to be real with Hashem, I have to be perfect. Guess what? Most of us live a life of thinking that it's really both sides. Meaning, most of us unfortunately feel that in order to be real before Kaddish Baruch Hu, I can't just come with my little schleptach crying. I have to get my whole act together before I can stand before God in the name of being real. That's impossible. It's sheker. It's an illusion. That's the sitra achra coming to tell you in the name of being real. Who are you kidding? You're going to come with a little kvetch? That's the excuses of not Absolutely. Not so exactly. How can I even approach such gudula? Exactly. It's the, it's the excuse though, Miriam, behind every, every mitzvah that I say... I'm not on the level yet. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want, right, I want to be real. In the name of being real, it's everyone's today being real. But this is, Rosh Hashanah reminds you, Slicha, Min HaMeitzar. David HaMelech is saying this, Min HaMeitzar, I cry to you from this little petach, Kechudo Shel Machat, that you were saying, with the, you know, a tiny little opening. But when it's sincere, and I give a, I don't know what's going to come out on the other side, but you see, Anani Bamerchavka, you answer me. You you answer me with such well, a. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, are you speaking as the wife of a Baltokea right now? Speaking the Baltokea because we had such an our show. It was like it was like embarrassing, one after the other, which is like for hours, and everyone's laughing because. Oy vey, oy vey. That's not that's not a good Indian. That's not so good. 
So because, so because of him, due to the, this little story that we heard from Rav Kook about his expressions during the psukim of, of Tkiyas Shofar, I wanted to look at a piece that you have in front of you, which Rav Kook is talking about that pasuk mina meitzar and its implications and the way that it, it, it comes alive in our lives today. Rav Kook says like this, this piece is called Romamus, it's the top piece. Romamus HaTshuva Shal Rosh Hashanah. What's the great and exaltedness of the Tshuva of Rosh Hashanah? Davon HaMelech says in Tehillim, Min HaMeitzar Karasi Ka Anani Bamerchavka. I call out to you, Hashem, from the narrowness, and you answer me from the Merchav, from the width, from the open, from the much openness, bigger place. HaShofar. The shofar itself, piv, its mouth is tsar, is narrow, and it continues to go down, and it becomes much wider as it opens up. So if Cook says like this, the way of tshuva, he quotes the Rambam, the Rambam describes that the shofar is alluding to tshuva, he, how does it allude to tshuva? Tshuva saprat, ve'acharkach tshuva saklal. This is something we, we touched upon last week a little bit. Tshuva taprat, ve'acharkach tshuva taklal. The tshuva of the individual, and only then followed by the tshuva of the klal. Now the klal here is a tricky word. Who is the klal referring to? Well, I would think it's Klal Yisrael if it wasn't a Torah about Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is Meloch al Kol Ha'Olam Kula Michvadecha. Rosh Hashanah is the tshuva of the whole world. Rosh Hashanah is the most global universe, even though Sukkot, when you bring the Shivin Parim, the 70 Karbanos, in the name of all the 70 nations, that's more universal, but Rosh Hashanah is it's all about the, the whole universe. They'll bring before you a crown of, of kingdom is the whole world will come before you and stand before you. So I think he's referring here to the whole world. It used to be like last week we said, wow, okay, Am Yisrael is depending on my own little tshuva, right? That's what we learned when was here last year. That really Am Yisrael, me getting my act together, paves incredible ways and opens up tremendous gates. For Am Yisrael Bichlal, I thought that was a big, uh, that was pr- pretty pressuring. And now it seems like what he's saying is, Shuvah Saklal of, of the whole world. It's almost like the whole world, Rav Kook is saying, based the Rambam, is dependent on me having enough omets alev, courage of the heart, and confidence that if I do my little blowing of air into here, everyone will benefit from the outside of here, from, the other, from this other, this other petach over here. So again, look inside. Like right? But usually, that's, that's like a nice thing. Like, oh, I light Shabbos candles and it'll bring light into the world. And that's how the world benefits. Here he's saying, tshuva saprat, meaning... More pressure. Stop hiding, yeah. Stop hiding and, and you know. We, we had a shear with the guys uh, two weeks ago, which uh, was based on the teachings of Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter and Raslov about... About a person's tshuva begins with, with the acknowledgement that he might have been hiding 30, 40 years of his life. That's the beginning of tshuva. Not to stop doing averas, but the acknowledgement that it could be that certain people are hiding for 30, 40 years of their life. So, 
the Toby show you, Chaya? We got a startling email from someone in America. I sent it to Toby. He started freaking out. He heard the shear and he starts going nuts with mamish curses. Like, oh my God, it's true. I've been hiding for 40 years and it feels like now what am I going to do, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah, you know, very, like, because, no, no, because it's a very, it's a very pressure, you know. So tshuva is, oh my God, maybe the world has been waiting for me to stop hiding. Maybe, I, I don't know. But it seems like what he's saying over here is that we have to figure out a way to approach this Indian of the tshuva of the klal, of how tshuva will now, the whole world will, will be influenced by my tshuva, but not in a pressuring way because I'll freeze. I'll freeze. I, I won't be able to do anything. You know, I, I don't know how it is. I wish I could say we men go to chinuch classes. I know we don't. But I'm sure that, you know, I, 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 there must be a way that when you go to a chinuch class, that when you want to really, I don't like to say better your parenting, but when you want to become more in tune with the depth of the privilege of being a parent, which I think when you look at that, that, that changes the whole aspect of it. And let's say you want to become a mindful parent, right? Now, now we sound really, uh, now, now it sounds real, right? <laughs> you want to become a mindful parent. If you're, if you're going to base your, the emiss of your parenting on the merch, on like that I'm a perfect parent, you won't start. You just won't, you won't even start the avoda. You're not going to start the avoda. But if that's true, but that's true in every single aspect of our lives. So maybe right now what it means is the tshuva of the cloud, what the world is waiting for, is not necessarily for me to become perfect, but it's just to have enough guts to blow the shofar. That's it. It's just enough guts that I'm going to call out HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ba'asher Husham, wherever I am. At that moment, being real, wherever I am, that's where I'm calling out to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it continues over here. I have different print. I'm sorry, where are, you? where are we over here? Harishona, second line, thank you. Harishona... Hakdama Lashnia, meaning Meitzar is a Hakdama for Merchav. Or you can say Prat, the individual, is a Hakdama for the clown. So look what he says here. This is now tied into the times. Hatshuva shel Chodesh Elul hi Hakdama Latshuva shel Rosh Hashanah. The Tshuva that one is busy with during the month of Elul is a Hakdama for the Tshuva of Rosh Hashanah. It's funny, we refer to Chodesh Elul as Chodesh HaTshuva, but in fact... Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Tshuva, those days are, those days are powerfully filled with the Orak Dusha that's in the world, but it's a different type of Avoda. You know, what, what are the, if I had to ask you right now, what are the main differences between the Tshuva of Chodesh El to the, to the Tshuva of Asayi Tshuva? What would you say? What are the main differences? Like crunch time between them. Right. No pun intended, but it's cramming. Cramming is, is, is very much Asayi Tshuva, right? <laughs> What else is the essential, fundamental difference between the tshuva of Chodesh Elul and the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Like they say that in Elul, the king is in the field, and it's all like very nice and open, and Rosh Hashanah, it's already like... King's in the palace. and the king's yeah. in the palace. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's all about, right, it's king, 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 it's awe, awe, awe. Okay, now let's bring all these beautiful, lofty concepts down Lemaise in our world of doing tshuva. What's the difference by my doing tshuva in the month of Elul to my doing tshuva and Rosh Hashanah. Well, There's one specific... Excuse me? Tefillah is different. The tefillah is different, okay. But on a Lamaist level, on action level, what's different? There's one main difference that we really mock on more between Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. 
So the mitzvahs shebein Adam lechaveiro, the mechila stuff, the going between friends, usually somehow, those get thrown into crunch time. You get the Erev Yom Kippur calls Erev Yom Kippur. You don't get them Erev Rosh Hashanah or in the middle of the month of Elul for some reason. You get it when? Tet, tet Tishrei. Ches Tishrei, if you're really a Litvak. Ches Tishrei. Tet Tishrei really is when you really get those, those emails, those calls that you, 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 you're done with all the excuses as, as to why you should wait to hear from them or whatever that means and you just submit yourself to this place of Gadolalai, don't wait, I'm not, I'm not waiting any longer. Why is it? Why is it? Especially based on what we said right now. Chodesh Elo is the tshuva of the prat. It's more the tshuva of the individual of like, where am I? Hechana, Rabbi Nachman says it. A person has to ask every day. Hechana ni ba'olam, where am I in the world? The hiding. Where am I hiding? Where am I not? I'm going to be busy trying to do tikkunim with friends when I myself have no idea where I am. So Chodesh Elul, the Veheyesham aspect and be there is Efani Bichla. Where am I? How lost have I gotten you know, since last Tishrei? Or wherever the last time I had a, a check-in. Even, even last Nisan, let's say you had to give out inner B'dikas Chometz. Where am I since then? That's the month of Elul. The true of Rosh Hashanah, though, is what happens when a person asks... Hey, Chanani Ba'olam, where am I, Bichlal? What is he really doing? He's blowing the shofar, which is what we're doing the whole month of Elul. And then the result of a merchav here is not, I'm going to make everything so good for you, but it's now I'm going to show you where you are. The answer, the Anani, is not, I heard your davening, I'm fixing your life. It's that now I'm going to give you the opportunity to see where you are and where you want to be. So you have enough confidence. This is like what happens here. Every day of blowing the shofar, it's mitrachev, mitrachev, mitrachev. It becomes wider and wider and wider until what? Hashem answers you by giving, enough conf- giving you enough confidence to completely chuck your own ego into the garbage and go up to a friend and say, I would love to start over. And then the friend can hear it too. Because your tshuva is mashpia on the klal. Usually, if you would go up to a person on Shkodesh Elul, why won't they hear it? Ah, the person is just trying to be a, a start off as a from Yid. Meaning the gates would be closed for people to sense sincerity and, and, and being genuine. But there's something happens in the world, like we spoke about the last few weeks, that tshuva really causes these waves of, of sincerity to be real. And people could, people could see you're really, being, you know, you're really being real. You ever get the... Do you ever get the Erev Yantiv calls where you know people are just trying to be Yotzei Dechova? And you're like, I, well, I, if I don't say, if I don't say I'm Echel you, then it's on me, Yom Kippur, right? So you're just saying, for the sake of not holding a grudge, I'll say, I'll say I'm Echel you. You ever happen to anybody? Yes? You get those sometimes? Yeah. Or, I once had a friend who, who phew, it's amazing, I could have sworn I'd never talk to him again the rest of my life. This is a long time ago, and he showed up on my doorstep on Purim with Shalach Manis. He says, I'm not a good Yom Kippur Jew, but I'm a good Purim Jew. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Uh, uh, yeah, today we're best friends. <laughs> we really are. We're very, very, very close. But you know, like, y- you could smell when someone's just trying to be a Yetzit, and Cheva Yid, and Tshuvas, Mechila, and Yom Kippur, Elul. But, you, but we, our hearts want much more than that. 
the tshuva of that person or the tshuva of you that really wants mechila from someone, you want people to say more than just, I mochel you. What do you want when you do real tshuva? Can we start over again? Not just, I forgive you. That doesn't, that's not such a big thing. The anani in the merchav, the end of the shofar, this answer is, there's space for us. Right now there's this room for one of us. But the answer of the shofar is now there's enough space for both of us to start over again. So that, Rav Kook says, this is a hakdama for lashniya. This is an intro. Uh, hakdama is a, uh, a prerequisite, I would even say, than, than, for, for, for this other one. Be'elul anu oskim batshuva hapratit. In Elul, we are very busy with the tshuva hapratit, with the tshuva of the individual. Ulam berosh Hashanah, but what happens to us on Rosh Hashanah? Anu mitromemim, we ascend. Lamadregat chafetz hatshuva, we ascend to this level of desiring tshuva. The word chafetz doesn't just mean object like a chafetz. Mi'aish hechafetz chayim. Chafetz Chaim means one who desires that wants life. We, we, we excel, we elevate ourselves to a level of wanting tshuva, lorak shel ha'am kula. Not just that Am Yisrael all becomes real emesdek of Bali tshuva. Rather, what the Gemara says, imru lefanai malchuyais kedeshetamlichuni aleichem. Say before me psukim of kingdom. So that what? You will crown me as a king over you. Ela shela olam kulo. But rather, of the whole world. Like we say, Meloch al kol ha'olam kulo b'chvodecha. It's one of the most important points. If you could choose, this sounds a little bit kfiradik, uh, but if you could choose like one, you know you're not going to be able to, to, to focus on the whole davening. You're not even sure which feelings you're going to be able to get to shul because of the kids. But if there's one tefillah to really make sure that the focus is very clear and the heart is wide open, it's these words. Reign over the whole world through your honor, that the world should be filled with your coven. That's not my hamtza'ah. This is not my invention. This is not my chidush. My great-great-great-grandfather, like I mentioned many times, was the chidush Yarim of Gur, the first Ger Rebbe, Rebbe of Gur. And one year, he received a letter from a chassid. And the chassid asked the following question. He said, Rebbe, there's so many different tefillahs. There's l'machzor. And I know myself. I know I can't keep up. And my heart can't stay open for that long. But if there's one tefillah to focus on more than anything, which one should it be? It's a great question, no? We would, we, we would, love, we would love to ask a question like that, right? So this is what the Gare Rebbe answered him. He said to him, usually, you know, it's Erev Yantiv right now, and I barely have time during the year. I especially don't have any time during, you know, during Erev Yantiv to answer any letters. However, I see that this letter that you sent me is wet. The, the ink got wet, and I see that you've cried over these words. So I felt a need to answer you. He said, it's true. Every single tefillah is Kaddish Kadashim. How could you say one's holier than the next? There's one point that happens during Rosh Hashanah where it's the, the, the light of Rosh Hashanah comes out into the world in Yom Kippur. What's that? Reign as a king over the whole world with your honor. 
that every single living creature should know and recognize where they came from. And then what will happen when every single person, every single person that's attached to their own neshama and is conscious of the fact that we're all part of the neshama klalis, like we spoke about two, two weeks ago, that each of us, our neshamas, are just a fragment, a part of this big neshama called Am Yisrael, and then this much bigger neshama called the human race, what will then, you know the rest of the Pasuk? Then each person will, 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 will scream out, God, the God of Israel, you are king. And it governs over everything. Meaning, Rosh Hashanah, why is it such a, it's such a hidden day, such a serious day? Because as much as it's a day of judgment, it's a day of really proclaiming God as king over the whole world. Anyway, those moments, the Ger Rebbe said, those are the most important moments to really have Kavanadon. So I really, I heard this story many years ago, and for me, those moments during Shemona Yisrael really do take on a world of its own. Those moments of Melochal Kola Olam. And it's right before one of the Tkiyas of Malchias. It's before the blowing of the Shofar. You know, there's three different sets of Tkiyas. Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofaros, which we're not going to get into right now. But the psukim describing the malchus of bringing kingdom into the world, does the the kavana, the mindful meditation, if you will, to focus in on during those moments, is Rebbeinu what I wouldn't do, so that the whole world would claim you would, would claim you as as their as their own king. So therefore, Rav Kook is saying over here, the way to get to that place of truly desiring the whole world to be under your kingship is dependent on your elu. It's, and it's very hard for us to, to, to digest this. It's de- to really want the good of the world is dependent on your own Elul. It's dependent on how many little tkiyas, how many moments, not, not to say, how many times you don't say, I'll wait until I feel like I'm in a better place to call out to you, Hashem. I'll wait till I feel like I'm a little bit more real till before I call out to you. That doesn't work. That, that, that procrastination is a malik at its best. What does it say about a malik? Asher karcha baderch. Amalek cools you off while you're on your way to call out to Hashem and tells you, wait till you feel more real. Wait till you look like this. Like this. And that's what Amalek says. Wait till you look like this. That's why the, in the beginning when we call out minameitza karasika, that's such a moment of but then the few psukim later we say I get so happy from every little word that you share with me Hashem for me it's like it's like finding a huge huge treasure chest and therefore like this inyan of the shofar is the utmost conscious moment of being alive because as we know the shofar this blowing of the shofar is resemblant of the way that Adam Arishon was created how was man Bichlal even created? God blew, the Torah tells us, blew life, in, meaning he created him as a physical being. But what, and most of us are physical beings that we think we're alive. The extent of our life is just the fact that we're Baruch Hashem still breathing. But we're very much unaware of what that which keeps us alive. Like right now, listen, look at this crazy thing. We've been in here for 45 minutes, Pachot 
How many of us have been conscious of what's been keeping us alive? What's been keeping us alive right now? Breathing. breathing. Mm-hmm. How conscious have you been of your breathing for the last 45 minutes? We're mindful. Right, so Kabat so Zinn says exactly that you have to keep on, it's true. No, it's true. He says, yeah, you know, that's why every, every so often you have to go back and not meditate or anything. Just, just, you're breathing anyway, just be conscious of it, right? But the truth is there's so much endless dikha Yiddishkeit uh, in that statement that he's, he's such a Yid, he doesn't even realize what he's revealing to us. What's the shofar coming to remind us? That we're forgetting that what keeps us alive is Hashem blowing air into our nostrils, into our neshama. What's that? Hashem, Hashem, yeah, He's breathing us all the time. All the time. The shofar is bringing us back to a state of awareness of that which really keeps us alive. So Lemai said, what, the bro- the, 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 what is the breath of Hashem in our lives today? It's the Veheyesham, it's the being there of the Torah that you're going to learn. You see, we've done so, it's very weird, like if a person that's not from at all would walk into a, a room full of people that are from, and we're talking so intensely about shuva, he'd be very confused. He'd be like, you guys are religious, why are you talking so much about shuva? I'm not from, I hope to be about shuva. Right? It's a very interesting concept. Why? What shuva do we have to be doing? That we've done all the Torah and the mitzvahs. But how much are we actually aware and present while we're doing it? Right? That's really what it is. How much consciousness and awareness is there in the Torah that we're already keeping? So if we're already keeping it, if we're already aleh layahara, if we're already going up to the mountain, we're showing up to shul, we're keeping kosher, tarasa, mishpacha, shabbos, why not bring the veheyesham of the consciousness of being aware of this is how Hashem is breathing life into me. That's what the blasting of the shofar really is. Again, Rav Kook is saying, you don't wait until you fully feel it. Once you have a moment of that awareness, of that's where you want to be. Mina Don't wait. Why? Amalek. Asher He'll come and he'll chill you out. He'll cool off any enthusiasm you might have at any given second. Now, I want to share one more thing about this. You know, we have this, we're throwing out this word Amalek very freely. I heard once from Rabbi Shlomo Leir, Rabbi Nachman, that Amalek, we, how do we usually refer to as Amalek? What enemy is that? A lot of people like to say, you know, maybe the chavra that are working outside over here, they're part of Amalek, or <laughs> other nations. He has, I don't know, I have no idea. I just know what the Torah says, Asher Kar Chabaderach. They cool you off while you're on your way to call out to Hashem. Rabbi Nachman says, Amalek can sometimes be people that are closest to you in your life. Huh? Why? Why, why? why could it be people that are closest to you in your life? Could you say such a concept, class for Shalom? Right. You're about to do a mitzvah, and they say, oh, you might embarrass someone if you say it like that. And then you say, oh, forget it. Or, 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 or what else? You know, what's another? That's not you. Let's see how long this lasts. Right. Let's see how long this from attack lasts. That's what it is. They call, you know, you're basically, you know, you're labeled Jashana Aleph person, the rest of you lay Like, I told you, I think I told you, and I've said this many times, but one of the worst songs ever, ever written, and, he, and I love the guy with all my heart, is flipping out. Yes. Because, it, 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 you know that song? It describes that, 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 that you know. 
<laughs> huh? It's a best song? You, no, it's a, it's a, but you hear if like in the, I don't mean it's the worst song ever written. Chas It's it's, it's, it's but a good one. שתי extremely wide, eventually it will even out. So what do we say? No, I'm not, uh, not going to be that person. If I'm, if I'm eventually going to end up back in the middle, let me just go a little bit slowly, slowly and reach the middle without bending the other way. But it, it, no one ever goes there. It work that way. Yeah, it, it just doesn't go there. And it might look like they've thrown out and then they went back, but life is a whole span. It could be that time that they wake up. It happens all the time. It's yeah. not just, like you're saying, life is a whole span, but it's not just Shana Aleph. Like, it could be on a Monday anything, that you decide, I'm going to go to Shlomkes' shear. And someone says, like, really? Another shear? Right, but, no, but those words, right. another shear, right. what's happening to you? Right. Are you, right. are you right. moving right. to Beitar? Right. That's the next, right? right. That, 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 that's the next. <laughs> What's that? What's that? What a horrible mother you are. You actually want our minds to be a little bit pure. You know, my mother, I have to say that she, I have so much covered for, and it's specifically, there's one, there's one that is that when we were little kids, she, we were living in a certain area, and um, back then she, my, my father was the chazan of Big Shul, and she was covering her hair, Whatever the reasons were, things changed over the years and it wasn't happening so much. We moved to Israel, different, living in Renana, whatever it is. And then at the age of like, I think after like 20 years, like the age of like early 50s, she took it on again. She did that? Now, now it's, it's unbelievable, mothers at that age, why? Because when you live in a social, you know, in your social, like, I don't think any of her friends cover, maybe one or two, she knew she'd get the comments. Oh, look, you had a midlife crisis. Like, the, um, <laughs> such a malik statement to say such a thing, right? But it's so, it's so, it's amazing. Like, and you know you're going to hear those things, right? Anyway, but the, the point of the whole thing over here is that the chauffeur comes and tells you when you really know what sustains you in life, you don't care about the, a malik can't touch you. Those comments won't touch you. Like when it's crystal clear to you that unless you receive a neshima, a blowing of air from a Kaddish Baruch Hu into you, that you're not really alive, then you don't care. And Amalek has no karcha on you. He can't, Amalek can't touch you. The energy of Amalek cannot cool you off. And what we want more than anything in the beginning of the year is to begin the year with hachlatot, with decisions. Not just decisions, but lemaaseh, actuality, that this year, I don't care what anyone will say about my relationship with the Yerbanu Meaning, in, in, a, in a sarcastic, cynical way, those, those, not chas v'sholem, I don't care, I'm going to hurt anybody, that, you know, I'm going to start judging everyone, and I don't mean that, chas v'sholem. But that my mina meitzas is what gives me life, that's the ananis in my life. And I have to remember that and be so connected to that. 
and for that to be my lamplight and my torch during, during the year to come, to remind me constantly. I don't want to be reminded constantly. I want to live in an utmost consciousness to the extent that it's possible. I don't want to be reminded all the time. To the extent that it's possible to live under the consciousness and awareness of that which gives me life. How many of you thought about your, what gives you life right now since the last time I asked that question? I breathe. Right, well, maybe now, because we're learning Torah, you don't have to be reminded about the breathing, right? Because the Torah is, is, is Mamish Dineshima, because there's all the time at every given second. But how, much of a, how many of us are thinking about Torah and what we're learning when we're not learning? You know, when we're... The, oh, I, I wish. I wish. Not that I wish everyone said brought. Exactly. I wish what you said was the mitzvah, was the reality. Give out. Great. It's great. It's great. What I'm saying is, Chazal dictated us. They didn't say, you have to say 100 brachas a day for the sake of God, because God needs to hear someone crowning him as king. For you to what? To be conscious and aware and recognize. Correct. But so many, like Miriam was saying, it becomes a very mechanical. You're a Balchuva, right? Of course you are. There's no way. Of course you are. Of course you are. There's no way you're from from there. Oh, it's so true. It's so MS. It's so like. It's so hard. It's like we have to be open and closed at the same time. It's unbelievable. And you have to really be able to sit, you know, like open to Hashem and it's unbelievable. From 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 the yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, the, to, this is like this is the big stuff that we're really conscious of and thinking about, and davening over for Rosh Hashanah because you know forget about ourselves right now. What we wouldn't do for our children to have a little bit of an easier journey in Olamazeh in terms of Bilbul. What, what 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 wouldn't we do? We'd do anything in the world. So forget right now about the whole world's tshuva. Forget about Am Yisrael's tshuva for a second. Perhaps maybe it's just our children's clarity of vision of how to make it through this world and have the consciousness of Hashem in their lives as a very real thing might be dependent, probably is dependent on how much that's something that's real and conscious and aware in my individual life. You know, and, and when that happens, then you really want to get your act together. Then you really want to be aware. But just remember something. When a child finds out later in life that their parents stayed up late at night crying for them, not because they were sad about who they became, but cried for their future. Do you know what? That those children make it. Those children make it because they, they have enough koch to get through anything, anything in the world. So to speak, that's how we are with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. His anani, his answering back to us is, I want you to make it in this world. Just let me love you. Let me be there for you. Let me be the one that sustains you. If you let me love you, you'll be fine. If you don't let me love you, It'll be a very, very troubling year. It'll be a very confusing year. But if you make space for me by making the little maitzah, the anani b'merchavka will take place. Bezrat Hashem. All right, Shakoach, thank you so much for coming. And it should be uh, the sweetest emesdik, a real Rosh Hashanah. It should really, we, should, we, should, we should really be so thankful for the, for the, for the opportunity to come and crown HaKadosh Baruch as king in our lives this Rosh Hashanah. And we'll meet... Uh, We'll meet again next Thursday morning. Okay? Next year. Know of any good I know where you could hear a good chauffeur blowing. That I could tell you. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs>